The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? This is your host, David Williams. And as I told you in the last episode, I no longer have a co-host. He is fired. Sam is not coming back. Lies and deception. I kid. Lies. I kid. That Sam is hurts here. My feel- I am here, and welcome to Hootball Grizz. Hootball Grizz! Man, it's a great time to be a Grizzlies fan. Coming off of a big win. The biggest game of the season. The biggest game in the career so far for a lot of these young guys. Grizzlies were playing the team ahead of them in the standings, the San Antonio Spurs at Memphis, with a chance to take sole possession of the eight seed in the Western Conference. And they delivered. Final score of the game, 134-121 Memphis Grizzlies. And it was an interesting game. And the uh, the Spurs... The last time the Grizzlies played the Spurs, the Spurs just dominated them. They shot like 500% from the field. No, it was nasty, it man. Was like it was like 67%, I think. Yeah, they were 60-plus percent from the field and from three-point range. They mm-hmm. couldn't miss. Thank goodness they came back to earth last night. They did not shoot the ball as well in this game. Started off pretty tough, though. Yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge must have a vacation home in Memphis or something because, I mean, he's real comfortable out there. Man, he loves the cooking in Memphis or something. He he only ended with 21 points, but he he started off the game pretty good. You know, he dropped like 22 in the first quarter in the last game. But I was about to have an aneurysm. We were at the game last night, and early in the game – JV forgets that the game is changing sometimes, I guess. I was ticked. LaMarcus Aldridge, he he started off two for four, which isn't, I mean, that's not great. But the two shots that he made were lightly contested at best. JV was just playing too far back. When Jakob Pertl, 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 Pablo, Juan Pablo, Montoya. We just call him Jakob. Jakob. When the backup for the Spurs is in the game, you can play off of him. Yeah. You can let him take a three. You can let him take a mid-range jump shot and lightly contest it and probably be okay. But you cannot do that with LaMarcus Aldridge. And JV just kept playing back. I'm like, oh, Aldridge is going to score 40 again if he doesn't step up on him. They made adjustments. There were definitely adjustments made because I didn't see that kind of spacing throughout the game. I think that when he went to the bench that Coach Jenkins said, or one of the coaches, I didn't see a coach in particular say something to him, but somebody said something to him to make the adjustment. I said Aldridge had 21. He still had a good game. But had JV stayed playing him defensively the way that he was in the beginning of the game, it would have been ugly. He just scored 47. Yeah, it, it would have been super, super nasty. I don't know. Don't know what he was thinking. But Grizzlies come away with the win. So, okay, all's forgiven in love and war. All that matters is they are the eighth seed in the playoffs now. Eight seed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Sam, have you been on Twitter this morning? I have not. It has been... Hmm. Oh, boy. 
I'm just going to say electric because the, electric. the buzz around the Grizzlies, I get on there early in the morning. Anthony Sane is on there already. He's posting stuff. And then the conversations, and it's not just Sane. There, there were plenty of people that were going back and forth. And I, I love watching it. I love watching, you know, there's members of the local media going back and forth, and there's fans. The buzz around this team right now is contagious. It's, I said at the beginning, I'll say it again, I'll probably say it a thousand times in this cast. It is a great time to be a Grizzlies fan. There was a lot more people at that game last night. Yeah. It, there was. a fr- Friday night. I think makes a difference. Weekend games, the the attendance is generally better. Not always, but well, generally weekend games, attendance is better. But that game had meaning. It did. And everybody knew that. Mm-hmm. Everybody did. And the fans stepped it up. The The forum was electric last it night. There was a lot of... Nutty. Yeah. The, the, there was a lot of energy in there. And I know, like, I've been at games where the energy level was higher. But the, the crowd done pretty well last night. Um, we'll run through some stats real quick. Uh, Jaron Jackson had 24 points, three rebounds. JV, 21-9, one rebound away from a double-double. So sad. Three assists, one block. Dylan Brooks, Fisher Rule, Fisher Law. Fisher Law is Fisher's in effect. Law was in effect last night. Dylan broke 20, and as soon as he broke 20, Sam was like, Fitz Fisher's Law, the Grizzlies it's, it's, win, it's, the Grizzlies it's win. It's over. And I'm like, Sam, there's three minutes left. It's not it over. Please matter. stop. It doesn't matter. But Fisher's Law. It doesn't matter. That moves a, with Dylan getting in 20 there, that moves the Grizzlies to 11 and 0 this year. Whoop. When Dylan Brooks scores, I didn't know it was points. double digits. That's cool. Yeah, I, I had to look it up because we were talking I, about I thought last it was nine. Night. I thought it was nine, yeah. but it's 11. Yeah. Sweet. Let 11 and 0 when, uh, <laughs> when Dylan scores 20. Fisher's so. Law. He uh he was twenty two four six, one steal two blocks. Ja Morant was knocking on the door of a triple double. He had twenty two points, seven rebounds, fourteen assists. That's a uh, career high for Ja, and a Grizzlies rookie franchise record for assists in a game. Man, passing he, one Mike Conley. He is t- he was talking about a triple double last night. Look at him. He yeah, was he, talking about it. He was he was right there at it. Um, DeAnthony Melton. No gas. I'm just going to give you the stats. I'll gas him up later. 13, 4, 6, and a block. Brandon Clark, 10, 9, 4, 1 still, 2 blocks. My man. Not bad. And then there was Grayson. <laughs> oh. But that. So let me say this. Grayson Allen, his stats, I'm not even going to give you what his total stat line was because it was trash. He made up for it. He had. A freaking dunk. Oh, my goodness, man. Like, he just exploded, the, man. And the place exploded right afterwards. It was just bananas. Man, it, it he was, took the goal off. Yeah, he didn't even it put it. He didn't put it back up there. Yeah, they were shooting at air the rest of the game. Yep, it was, it was crazy. insane. Not literally, no. but. But he done a lot of stuff last night that was very grit and grind. Going back to the roots. Yes. Grizz Next Gen is grit and grind. Yep. Grizz Next Gen is grit and grind. I like it. Yep. We're so getting that, shirts made. That's what's up. Hoodies and everything. That's the new hashtag you heard here first. Ladies and gentlemen. Grizz Next Gen is grit and grind. They showed it last night. They really, DeAnthony Melton was down and dirty. The, um, the stuff that I said that Grayson done that didn't show up on the stat sheet, 
diving on the floor, getting after stuff, tying yeah, balls he up. He, he was out there, and he was working, and that's what you like to see from him. Sam, I want to. I want your opinion. Oh boy, this was a big, big thing on Twitter this morning, and I didn't even give Sam the heads up. I'm dropping him on it spur of the yeah, moment. Yeah, no, I'm terrified. So you're learning his opinion at the same time that I am. There is kind of a split across media slash fans on whether or not it's a good idea for the young Grizzlies team to make a playoff run this year. Where do you stand on that? Or do you want me to go first? I'm not going first. You tell me uh, where you stand. Well, me, I would like to see a playoff. I would. With us being season ticket holders, that would be awesome. Because we get first dibs. Anyway, that would be awesome. <sighs> hmm, that's tough. That is, that's really tough. Realistically looking, maybe not. Because if they don't, of course, their draft pick. Well, their draft pick this it's year. It's protected top six. The draft pick is protected top six. So, so if, if they, they don't make and they get in the top six, they get it. Mm, no, playoffs. Yep, do it. Final answer. I think they should. They should do it. If they can, do it. Okay. All right, so I'm going to play a devil's advocate here. I agree with Sam. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface with that, that I agree. I would love to see them make a playoff run. Number one, I'm a Grizzlies fan. I want to see playoff basketball. This is a young core. I think the experience would be great for them. On the same hand, is the, is the experience really going to be great? They're going in as an eight seed. More than likely, the Lakers are going to be the one seed. Does this young Grizzlies core really want to go up against LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the playoffs? I'd be okay with that. Okay, but you're okay with that not because <laughs> of a basketball perspective. Sam is okay with that because playoff tickets are going to sell for a ton, and Lakers playoff tickets are going to sell for a freaking butt ton. Especially where we're sitting at. Yeah, so that's why Sam is okay with it. This is the thing that scares me. I wouldn't want to go up against a Laker team in the first round. This is what scares me. And as I was having a discussion with somebody about this later, or not later, er, earlier, I was having a discussion with somebody, and they are on the side of they do not want to see the Grizzlies make a playoff run this year. They're worried about injuries and other things, and I kind of agree with them from that aspect that of it. That makes sense. But another thing that she brought up, was what can it do to the psyche of these guys if they go into the playoffs against the Lakers and just get stomped? Manhandled? I've seen that that, happen. I think that only goes two ways. Maybe there's an in-between, but I think either A, if if they make the playoffs, they face the Lakers in the first round, and they get absolutely stomped, it could either crush them and break what they have going, or B, it can fuel the fire say, and make of, them grow. A lot of fire under their butts. I don't feel like there's any other way. And at this point, the fact that they're this successful this early, I don't want to take the chance of it breaking them, man. I don't know. It's too too young in their career. It's way too early in their career to know what it's going to do. There's an, Unless it happens, there's no way that you're going to know. But it's an interesting conversation. There are there are upsides to each of it. If they make the playoffs, they get stomped, they get experience. Okay, you grow from that. 
I'm not saying I want them to tank. I don't want to intentionally lose games. I want them to play to win. I want the front office to make moves to help this team for the future. I don't want them to make a Jeff Green trade. I don't want them to trade for Danilo Gallinari and make a playoff push. I'm not looking for that. I don't I don't I don't care about that. I did not have expectations that the Grizzlies were going to be a playoff team this year. Sam predicted 35 wins. I thought he was high, and I'll stick by that. Maybe, Quest for 35 is what this is called. Maybe they get after, maybe they get after it, maybe they get to the 35 mark. There's I no will maybe. be if I'm wrong, I will be happy to eat that crow. Like I'm fine. We bet a candy bar on it. We did, and I'm I'm buying it. I hope I have to buy that candy bar. I hope so too. If not, I'll enjoy my Hershey, Snickers, Hershey's milk chocolate. I want a big one. That's terrible. You make a bet, and that's that's your go-to. Yeah, that and the Reese's. You got to buy me two of them. No, that wasn't a bet. It's only one. Oh, and well, he goes I with the Hershey. I want a Milky that's, Way then. Sam loses. <laughs> but I've been talking. We're gonna have some guests on. I've been working, I've been talking to a couple different media members, and so we're going to get some guests on the podcast. I'm working out logistics, not going to drop any names yet, don't know who's going to come first, but I've got a few people lined up that have agreed to come on the show. We're just trying to get scheduling worked out. We're going to make that happen, and you know, if they enjoy it, they want to come back, I'm, I'm all about having different perspectives and conversation, man. You know, I, I like getting people involved. I told you all, if you're listening to the podcast, Get at us on Twitter. I'm at dwill2111. Sam is Sammy B, 1118. Capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. That's it. Find us on Twitter. We will engage in conversation. We love it. And so, you know, you all listen. You may not always agree with with our take on it. Getting somebody else in here just to, to have a conversation, man. We, we, we've got them coming. We've got them coming, and I'm going to get as many as I can. You know, I, I want good quality input. You know, you can get a lot of, um, there's a lot of trolls. There's a lot of people that have things to say that don't really have anything to say. That don't make sense. So, you know, we're, we're going to try and get some good quality guests on here, members of the, the local media, uh, beat writers for the Grizzlies from different places. Get them in here and get their opinion, get their take on it. Man, I'm, I can't wait. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited to to get them on and get them involved in the conversation and see what's up. But I'm gonna go back to the game now. We kind of we went down that path. Sam Sam wants them to make a playoff run. I, I would really, like that. Yeah. Not not even looking at it as what our tickets would. I think that would be really cool. But from different point of view. Yeah, if they do get smashed, that really could do something. That that may, and, like you said, that may ruin everything. It could. It very well. And that's, is it likely? No, eh, nah. It, it's probably not likely that that's going to be the case. I don't know what the expectation is in the locker room. You watch these young guys. DeAnthony Melton done an interview last night with Fish and Brevin and um, Chris Vernon. And they, you know, they were talking to him about what was going through his mind as he was sitting on the end of the bench and playing some games in South Haven and all of that. And he said, I wanted to get better. And so that's what he was focusing on doing. And it seems like when, when you ask these young guys, there's no arrogance in, you know, oh, we're the, we're the best in the league, we're going to steamroll people, da, da, da. They talk about improving. They talk about getting better. They talk about working. 
if they make the if they make the playoffs, they run into the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, whoever it is in the first round, and they get stomped. They know there's work to do. You see where you're at. You get the experience of the playoffs. You understand the series and how things slow down and how things change. There's some holes in the game. There's some things that the Grizzlies don't do right now that will haunt them if they do make the playoffs. Their defense is suspect. And that's that is something that's defense and rebounding in the playoffs. As much as the game is changing, as much thing as much as everything around the game is changing, those are the two things that have been and I think will continue to be big factors in, in the playoffs. And so they they've got to work on defense. Ja Morant I think that he will develop into a better defender. He has shown flashes. The first one of the season, the block on Kyrie. He's shown flashes of good defense, but he's still learning. As well as he is playing, as well as he is doing, you forget that he's a rookie. And that is something, you know, there's some things that you just don't, you don't know until you experience them. And so that's something the Grizzlies have to get that experience. We'll see. Man, there's still a lot of season left. I'm on the side of I would love to see them make the playoff run just because of the excitement, the thrill, the chase. I love all of that. But I understand the other side of the argument. I'm not on – I'm not a person that's closed-minded and like my side of the argument is right. I don't care what you say. We're not having this conversation. That's just not me. It's not where I'm at. Sam, you got a JV fun fact of the day? I do. It's pretty fun. He would have had one more if he'd have got one more rebound last night. But did you know he's got 182 double doubles in his career? That's weak. I know. It's terrible. It's awful. I had 114 in my career. Yeah. I had 184, so I got him beat by two. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. No, not really, but. But no, I mean, I'm so I'm a little surprised that is a little low. Well, I but then again, I was kidding. I don't, no, know. I'm no, I mean I know that, but I just you think about it. But you know, I remember I've watched him forever, and you know there has been games where he would get like 19 rebounds but score nine points, or vice versa. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many of the like last night he had 21 but nine nine rebounds. Yeah, so. yeah. There there's there's a lot of games. There's been quite a few games this year where he was at the eight or nine rebound mm-hmm. mark. And just, you know, one or two little bounces, and then he adds another double-double. Yep. And it's, as a fan, we take that for granted sometimes. We're just like, ah, yep. you know, it's JV. He's a walking double-double. Walking double-double. And we just kind of like, okay, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always, you know, a double-double is still, you know, it's not a triple-double. It doesn't get as much gas as a triple-double. But it's still not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. You have to be in the right place. You have to do things right in order to get there. He's never had a triple-double either. You know, ever. Dylan started the game off rough last night. I'm bouncing back to the game. Same yeah, game. he did. Yeah, he His first three shots, he missed bad. And I was like, oh, Fisher's no. Fisher's Law is not in effect. Yeah, I didn't. That's what I said. The, the first few shots of the game for Dylan, I did not. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a rough one for Dylan. But short memory, man. He just went out there. And you know what I love? He is so aggressive. I'll tell you, th- this is what I loved about last night. And I'll have to go back. I'm going to watch some. I'm going to go back and watch some other games. 
but I don't remember seeing this in other games. Dylan was taking more mid-range jumpers last night. He wasn't just settling, pulling up for the three. He made at least three, maybe more than that. There were mid-range 12 to 15-foot jump shots. They gave them to him. The defense was soft. They were playing off of him. He just pulled up and knocked them down. There are plenty of guys. Kawhi Leonard makes his living on mid-range jumpers. He's not a three-point shooter. Scores 30 a game if he wants it. More than that. He can take over a game. Mid-range jump shots. Chris Paul, his entire career, he can shoot the ball from deep, but he gets in that 12 to 15, like 10 to 15 foot range. That's his gravy. You give him space right there, he's knocking it down. And so even though the game is evolving, if that's not your strong suit, you can still be effective with a mid-range game. And so... I was, when when Dylan missed, because he fired up, I can't remember if it was a two and two threes or two deep twos and a three. Well, I, know, I don't I remember his first took, year. He like took he, two threes. I, I do remember that. Okay. But I, I know, like I said, his first few shots, he, he missed yeah. and he missed bad. Yeah, they bad. looked two, two of them were long and barely clipped the rim, and one of them was short. But it just, you knew out of his hand that they were not good. They just didn't, didn't look good. Didn't have but he rhythm. turned it around. He played well. I, I talked about gas and melting up a little bit. He made some big threes down the stretch. Yeah, he did. And my goodness, dude, he freaking, he's a grinder. He was after it, just pesky. He knocked the ball loose. I don't know what he ended with. He didn't end up with a steal last night. But he poked the ball loose at least a half a dozen times. Didn't get it. But he was disruptive out there, and I love that about him. Love it. I just wonder, <laughs> maybe the time on the bench at the beginning of the year lit the fire under him, and that's why he's doing I don't know. Maybe he had this from the word go, and the Grizzlies were just missing on it. Or maybe they, you know, they didn't miss on it. They made the trade for him. So, you know, that that's they saw that's, something there. I'd say, where'd he but, come from? Utah? No, he no, came no. with the Suns, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was in. He was in Phoenix. He was yeah, part he of came it was the, the Suns. Um, what was it? Kyle Korver, Javon Carter trade. I yeah. think something like that. Jonas Nader tweeted out last night. He said, uh, "John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, and DeAnthony Melton are the best young core in the game, and you're not going to convince me otherwise." And obviously, we're a little biased because this is a Grizzlies podcast. I wish he would have said, "Fight me." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. You know, it, it, this is a Grizzlies podcast, but I can't think of another team with a young core that is playing at this level right now. Oklahoma City has some young players over there, but they also have some veteran guys on that team that are leading the way. And Jay Crowder is here, and he's played well early in the season, but as of late, Jay Crowder hasn't played all that well. And the Grizzlies are not in the position that they're in because of the way Jay Crowder's playing. They're in the position they're in because of the young guys and the way that they're playing. And that's the one thing that the Grizzlies have, their core, as opposed to any of the other teams. Miami has a good young core down there, but they also have Bam Adebayo, and they have Jimmy Butler. So there, there's there's arguments for other teams, but as far as a young core leading the team, the Grizzlies are it, man. 
for me, Sammy, is there anybody you can think of no, outside of the couple? That no, that you know that, that that's there's that's not. Legit. You've got the the Atlanta Hawks, our young team, Trey Young, John Collins, um, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, and what have they won? Nine, ten games, something like. Yeah, I don't know if they're in double digits. I think they are. I don't think they are, man. I think they're the only. They may be the only team yeah, in the league. They may not be that. You know, we're we're just discussing it back and forth. Hold on, I'll just pull it up, and we no, they're not in double. They have eight wins. They're eight and thirty-one right now. <laughs> so you know, Cle- First, Cleveland I- is a young core. That they, they have, you know, some young guys there. Kevin Porter, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and then a disgruntled Kevin Love. But they're, Sorry, Kevin. You know, but they, they've only won 11. And here's another team that is young core that I don't know what they've got going on and why they're not winning more games. That's the Chicago Wolves, man. They're tanking. You, I don't think it's in, You think it's intentional? Seriously? Man, I'm wondering that because Otto... They did the same thing last year when he was, and I'm doing my in quotations here, when he was hurt. You know, they weren't playing him last year. Hmm, weird how that works, but he wasn't. Mm. Come on. Are they are they just playing it safe with him? Do I don't think? know, man, because with what he had, he shouldn't have been out as long. It's like, well, like what the T-Wolves with, did with Robert Covington, too. Yeah, I don't know. Takes man. about a month to recover from something like that, and then oh, he missed the whole season. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, I I don't know that they're intentionally tanking. Maybe they are, but you know the the Bulls have thirteen wins in the East, and that's he. You know they they have a good young core too. So there there's a a handful of teams out there that have a good young core, but at this point in time, none of them are producing like the Grizzlies. To core. go back, no, they're not. But to go back to the Hawks, John Collins missed 25 games. Well, but even outside of that, the rest of that core was together. And does well, John, John Collins, Collins... I mean, I think he makes the difference of them winning and losing, honestly. You think he makes that much difference, though? He that might, they're gonna yeah. Be, uh, so make it, the playoffs or something? No, but I think that'd be three or four more wins that they would have. Instead be, of sitting at eight, they'd be at yeah. 12 or hey, 13. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't, I, I'll give you that one. Yep. Yeah. I like John Collins anyway, so. There's a lot to like about him, for He's sure. A beast. So, I mean, that, that's really about all we got. You know, it was, that game was electric. It was good to see. There were times in that game when the, the Spurs would make a run. DeMar DeRozan was fantastic again last night. He played well in the game before. Well, I think he was like 10 for 11 in the first game against them at, at Memphis. And then he had, what, 35 last night? 39 last night. 36. 36. 36. 36 points, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists. And you know what they say, because he's DeMar DeRozan. When he shoots it, it goes in. Get out of that crap. Just saying. Garbage. They weren't lying. They were not last night. It it was definitely falling for him. He was 11 for 18. But you know who stepped up? A lot of people stepped up. End of the game. When the when they were making the run, when the Spurs were making the run, who wanted to guard him? Same one. You paying attention? I was. I He's looking at me funny. Think about my it, legs Sammy. asleep. That's why I'm looking at you funny. <laughs> who was guarding him close to the end of the game when they when they were still in it before the Grizzlies pulled ahead and made it double digits again? 
Who is Garden DeRozan? Is it Dylan? Dylan. Yeah. Was it was? Like, yeah. It, it That's was, what I thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Looking at me like that. Looking he, at me he like wanted that. it. He Dylan wanted it. He wanted that. And as much as sometimes I just like to strangle him because he drives me crazy. Yes. The fact that he wants it, man, that he he wants to guard the best guy on the team speaks a lot about his character and his desire to win. And I'll say it before I say it again. I well, it's not pinned, but it will be pinned after this giveaway. We're doing the giveaway. I was about to close out. <gasps> you guys have until tomorrow. We're going to post this podcast. We're recording a little bit later in the day when I'd like to. I was waiting on some furniture to get delivered. And, of course, they showed up two hours late. Is what it is. So Happens. we're recording a little bit late. This will get posted out mid-afternoon. You'll probably see it around 8 or 9. If you're listening to this before the Warriors game on Sunday, you still have time. If you've not entered to win, super easy. You go to Twitter. You find at HoopBallGrizz. You follow the page. You go down. You find the tweet about the giveaway. You like the tweet and you retweet it. That's the three steps. You do those three steps. Sunday after the Warriors game, we're, we're going to be there live at the Warriors game again. We are going to sit in the parking lot at the forum and put all the names that have entered to win, and we will announce the winner directly after this Sunday, January 12th, Grizzlies, Warriors at the FedEx Forum. You will get an announcement after that game who wins the tickets to the Martin Luther King Day game. Pelicans, Grizzlies, Monday, January 20th. You still have time. One more time, you go. Easy to win. Easy to win. There's like 35 people signed up right now. You cannot tell me there's only 35 Grizzlies fans on Twitter. I saw a lot more than that in conversations today. Check it out. Go on Twitter. Find at HoopBallGrizz. That's the show. Find the tweet. Like the tweet. Retweet it. You're entered to win. Good luck. We dropped our Twitter handles. Be like Nike and just do it. Seriously, do it. it's free tickets. Free tickets. Good on seats. Martin Luther King. And, yeah, on top of that, it's Martin Luther King Day. It's good seats. Zion Williamson may be playing at the end of this week, this next it's, week. So, that I mean, you may get to see Zion in Memphis play. The one versus two matchup there. Number one overall versus number two. I don't know if Zion comes back. He has been practicing. They're talking about him coming back at the end of this next he, week. He done a drop step between the legs dunk and looked like that knee was healthy to me. It's it's possible that Zion comes back at Memphis. Could be his return game on Martin Luther King Day in the Memphis. It wouldn't even be his return game. He is not suited up in a regular season game. It will be his Oh, it debut. will be his debut because that's it right because he was supposed be. to play. It was supposed yeah. to play and they did. He, they ended up. Yep. That's right. I remember Hurt that the knee. now. Yep. yep. So that's it. Go at Hootball Grizz. Find the tweet. It's easy to find. It's going to be the one. It's a giveaway, and it tells you what to do on there. But you find it, you like it, you retweet it, you follow the page, you're entered to win. We'll announce the winner after Sunday's game. That's January 12th. And you'll have plenty of time to make arrangements to get there. you got a week to make arrangements to get there. Yep. So good luck to everybody that's entered. Good luck to everybody that enters after this podcast there. So if I enter, do I have a chance no, to win? No, Sam. No. You can't win those oh, tickets. Get man. out of here. 
What is? <laughs> come on, man. I try. All right, guys. That's all we got for today. Don't forget to go and get our free newsletter at hoop-ball.com. The leader at hoopball, Aaron Brewski. Bruise letter. Does a bruise letter every week. He has been covering all 30 teams. That all 30 teams. is insane. If you're listening to this podcast, you're more than likely a Grizz fan. If you're not a Grizzlies fan, thanks for tuning in. But I will guarantee you this. Whoever you're a fan of in the NBA, Brewski's covering it in the Bruise Letter. It's hoop-ball.com. Go over, sign up for the newsletter. It's at the bottom you, of the page. You can find it at the bottom of the page. Or you can hoop-ball, hoop-ball.com forward slash newsletter, and it'll take you right to it. Bingo. Thanks for listening. Until next time, go, go Grizz. Yeah, This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.